0: What's up guys, this is Ricky V and you're listening to episode number 39 of the Elite Fitness Podcast and in this one I have my buddy Sean Silberg coming on the podcast to talk to you guys about CBD, THC and the cannabis business as it stands today. He's an entrepreneur in the industry uh, with some pretty uh, interesting information to share so without further ado, here you go.
1: Yeah, man, like I said, I just uh, haven't had any alcohol since the uh, beginning of the year. Played some pickleball today, and I'm just like sore, laying in bed, recovering. And I, you, you know I got that CBD in me. That, that's a given. But yeah, I'm still hurting. Like, it's not a cure-all. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, it's great for the people who, you know, do benefit from it, like me. Um, but yeah, today is one of those days where it doesn't hurt to have something a little stronger.
0: Where are you playing pickleball at? at, at your gym or do you have courts nearby? How are you getting it? How are you getting it
1: <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I live in San Antonio, uh, San Antonio, Texas, and uh, I live on the south side. And there's this uh, park off of uh, Zarzamora. It's called, oh, man, um, I'm going to look it up right now. Can you still hear me as I'm talking? Yeah, I'm I, can, like, I can hear you. So you so can, do you do you schedule it to meet people there to play or do you
0: just go there and uh, and Challenge people to play when you when you're there. How, how do you how does that work out?
1: Oh no, man! I'm not challenging anybody, man. I'm like solo dolo. Um, you know, I just uh, if nobody's using it because it's winter time, you know. So I just do my thing.
0: You play by yourself, or do you have like a, like a, somebody to play with you? How, how how does that work out?
1: Yeah, just me, man. Um, so I'll set up like so you a play against ball. the wall, like 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 handball, like against the wall, then. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay.
0: Okay. Cause when you, when you said you got sore, I thought maybe you got competitive or something, but I guess you <laughs> yourself hard enough. Yeah. So what does the CBD, uh, uh, do for you? Do you, do you think, how is it, uh, how's it improving your lifestyle?
1: Well, for me, um, I, I think the main benefit is, uh, it's anti-inflammatory. Um, the Western diet, the Western lifestyle, just the stress alone from everyday life causes inflammation in the body. Inflammation is associated with oxidative stress, right? That's, that's the stuff you don't want. So, you CBD, I love the uh, anti inflammatory effect, whether it's like using it as a lotion for sore muscles or uh, um, anything like that, you know, putting it in food. I love to cook with it. But what's crazy too is it's also antimicrobial, right? So it can kill like uh, I think it, they're even doing research that it might be able to even uh, uh, help with like uh, antibiotic-resistant staph infections. So sometimes people report like it, it helps them with their gut biome, and you know there's a lot of research going on. We're really at the the cusp of a, a new uh, industry, you know. You know if we if if I was like. I was telling my dad, because he's old school, he's straight, straight edge, man, he he walks a line, and I love my dad, right, and he he fed us, you know, he's a great father, great role model, uh, but he wasn't about this uh, cannabis business, right, um, and uh, I, I explained it to him, and I was like, dad, it's not what you think, it's like a vegetable, um, it's only until people kind of manipulate it with THC that that's where you get the psychoactive effect. But, you know, this is like, it should be like in every supplement, you know, people need to be thinking that this is a vegetable, this is a supplement, and it may work for you. But it's like, you know, it's like, you know, any anything that you sell in your product line, you know, who wouldn't take it if it could have a positive uh, result and it's affordable on a monthly basis.
0: So what what opportunities are there for someone to get into the cannabis business? Because you, this is something that you are uh, working you know, on now, right? You're getting into the cannabis business, distractions and products and things like that. What a, what opportunities are there? What kind of legalities need to be navigated? Because as far as I can tell, different states have uh, different laws on this.
1: That's correct. Um, I'd be glad to share with you some resources. Um, I love what Texas A&M University, my alma mater, is doing. Um, they have an industrial hemp program. And on their page, like they have like a resource legal center and other links that show you the CBD laws and the cannabis laws state by state. Um, You know, personally um, in terms of risk, I definitely think it depends on what you're doing. Um, So if you're a manufacturer like me, you know, you're making edibles and you know, I could really make anything, you know, I can make vape product to, um anything i i know how to infuse uh, cannabis into any type of product pretty much um using this process for people at home so i'm not really trying to scale anything i could i could do a lot of damage like in the size of a a a small studio right but uh yeah i just help people do it at home and and so that's the thing is like the barriers to entry really depend on the state so in texas it costs me like under maybe Two thousand dollars startup cost, straight up. Um, and uh, what and does I'll that include? include?
0: What is what is the two thousand? So include?
1: yeah, so that would be like me buying, you know, getting the license. The license, I believe, is about under four hundred. Um, and then after that, you need equipment, right? So um, this could be uh, how you're going to extract it. You know, some people buy something called a magic butter machine, and I can do that for under twenty dollars. It's just more. Uh, less electronic process, let's say that, but it's like very simple what I do. And I'm slowly releasing it to certain people that deserve it. And I think would appreciate it and not laugh at it because people have laughed at what I'm doing. But for example, I shared this with, uh, you you ever heard of the Pennsylvania Dutch Amish community? I've heard of the Amish and I've heard this, there's a lot of them in Pennsylvania. Right on. Yeah. My, my dad's from uh, Pennsylvania. Not that part. He's from Camden. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I knew about the Amish because of my dad. Um, and yeah, I just helped him. I told him what I was doing because I knew that they would appreciate it because it's low tech what I do. And I'm actually working on like an off grid version where like this could be done by solar power. So I'm not trying to say like I'm Elon Musk or something, but the sky's the limit. Just be careful depending on the state, right? Because you may have to have a residency requirement. You may de- need to live in a state for a certain couple of years. Um, but to answer the original question, after the uh, license cost of about under 400 you got to buy equipment, right? My equipment's very cheap. So like, let's add like 100 to that. And then you're buying product. So, th- so this could be like a pound of CBD flour. It could be a pound of uh, trim. Um, and by CBD flour, I mean like it looks like weed but it's like 0.3% THC. So it's the federally legal and compliant farm bill hemp, right? And that's what you use to put into lotions and stuff. But the market is getting more advanced. People are making um, new things like Delta 8 from CBD. Um, there's THCO, THCP, which is I like- thought a- was, uh, I thought Delta
0: 8 was, I thought Delta 8 THC was, was naturally occurring in plants. You're saying they're manipulating CBD to turn it into Delta 8 THC?
1: Uh well yeah um they're not just delta eight and by that I mean like they're using a chemical process versus like taking what it can do naturally because it's it's only natural in very small amounts right correct
0: yeah I always wonder how they were able to extract it and separate it from from delta nine and delta ten yeah do you want me to explain that. Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm. But okay. what I'm hearing is that they they're not actually extracting the delta eight. That they're using a chemical process to turn CBD into delta eight. That's exactly. interesting.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, so tell me how,
0: how that works out. Uh,
1: so you could use um, like a acid, right? Like acetic acid, which is like vinegar, um, to like even stronger acids, right? Um, the problem is, is that the the stronger the acid or the chemical, like the harder it is on your body as a solvent and people could get sick if they're not getting a full panel test. So the way it works in Texas, like if if it's going in your body, like, you need a full panel test to make sure there's no heavy metals, contaminants, etc. But to make this uh, synthesis, it's like just chemistry, man. Um, I mean, I know it sounds so like simple, but it's over people's heads, but it's really more easy than, than people realize. So you can take CBD, right? You can use the same process that I do, but then you take it through a chemical process, right? You could be using uh, heat time, temperature, chemicals, mechanical type of a, uh, uh, extractions so these new molecules and I'm talking new these do not exist in nature buddy one of them is called THCO and it's it's making people freak out dude like it's cuz it's four times stronger than normal weed can you believe that's available in the legal markets? But well, somehow- there was
0: a product out that was making people uh, addicted called K3 or K2 or something. Oh, K but something. yeah,
1: that was like a synthetic uh, cannabinoid. Like that was like mad science. Like that shouldn't have been on the market. Like, so I will say this, like T-A-C-O- would TACO would would
0: be synthetic too. It's been synthesized, which it, it didn't occur in nature. So,
1: exactly. Let me, let me explain. Right. So, you know, the morphine, right. You've heard of that. So the same yeah. process that turns morphine into heroin is what makes basically like CBD become like THCO. This process doesn't incur in nature. It would never incur in nature. And that's why this THCO is like four times stronger than uh, regular cannabis. But here's the thing. There's even stronger stuff that they're making called THCP, which is <laughs> like hella strong, like uh, my, my, my buddy, who's an even bigger fish than me, he was saying like somebody tried one milligram of THCP and they're high for like eight hours in a legal state, just like stronger than weed. That's what's crazy. So that's what I'm saying. Okay.
0: So, so they're, so they're not, taking CBD and through a, any kind of chemical process, they're able to turn it into either Delta eight which I'm, I'm familiar with Delta eight. Yeah. h c o and THCB today on this podcast is the first time I'm really hearing about it because it's not, it's not the kind of stuff I, I I'm I'm. Keeping up on and researching, but this is very uh, interesting. So yeah, I, I'm and- actually, I've actually, I know about Delta Eight. I've tried it just to say I do I like experiment on myself. I wanted to see <laughs> like, what it felt like, and I remember the reason I, I don't really part, like partaking in marijuana is because it gets me really tired and sleepy when 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 it goes away. It's pretty cool to, to be a little bit buzz, a little bit high, but I've always got to sleep like an extra two hours a day when I, on the days that I do smoke, and I never liked that feeling, but. I, I fucked with THC with THC Delta 8 in, in a vape pen. And I noticed um, it was a very much milder kind of high. And I didn't get that grogginess, that sleepiness, that oh, that fucking itis I used to get. At the, <laughs> yeah. At the very end of my of be of smoking, um, you know flour whatever you know it's kind of the thing that that turned me off to to potash is being kind of well, sleepy can,
1: can i ask you a question were you smoking them big old blunts
0: uh no any 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 amount of weed uh any amount of weed sp- the, the more uh and the more plant matter the worst so if it was like whole flour um I would just always get sleepy. And, and then I've tried like extracts, like bait pens with full spectrum THC. I've tried, I've tried wax wax is fuck. It's like crack. I mean, it's, it's, a. <laughs> I know. it's that's a fuck, very it's intense, I it's know. a very intense, very quick high. And then it, it you come down very quickly. It's, it's I, not I, a I personally feeling.
1: don't do it. That's not, yeah, me. it's man. not
0: a good feeling. So yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've tried to just, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's a nice, you know, you get, get your appetite going when you're bulking. Um, even just you know watching a, a documentary or even consuming some some content or reading stuff that's relevant, writing, for writing yeah. too, uh, it's a good way to get kind you of living life, man. Just living life.
1: That's it's yeah, uh... it's
0: it's pretty it's pretty cool. It makes you think about things that you weren't normally thinking. But Ooh. I don't, I I can't be like a like a daily user because I w- I would literally sleep uh, an extra 15, 16 hours a week that I need wow. for, for other things. Yeah, it, it that's the effect it has on me personally. But Delta Eight. Milder high. You didn't, it didn't make you really hungry, that, that hungry. I mean, it's not, at least not me. And it didn't, um, it didn't make me kind of sleepy and groggy at the end. And uh, it was, it was, it was nice. I, I thought Delta was cool. Now that you're telling me is, is not really extracted, but it's actually processed out from CBD. It, it makes me a little bit worried now.
1: Well, I mean, yes and no. So I believe I'm more of like a free market Austrian economics type of perspective for, for anybody listening, who's a, a business or economics fam. So what that means is like, there there is a reason that we have like rules and, and things for the market. Right. So ideally you wouldn't have dangerous product on the market. Like if the, if they're making bathtub gin or something like that. So if you have a real chemist that can like, pass a full panel test with no contaminants like I, I think it's cool as long as it's tested in a laboratory and it's proven safe for human consumption I think that's like the litmus test of whether or not like it should be out on the market now it gets dangerous because people are trying to do it themselves and they're trying to compete and cut corners and anytime you start cutting corners people will always go always, always always cut the corner of safety I've seen it many times uh and it is what it is so consumer safety's number one you asked earlier about what are the risks that's one of the risks man like the biggest risks
0: um what is your opinion on, on vape pens and vaping in general
1: i mean i've seen insurance claims where a vape pen blows up in a dude's face and like we'd had to give him plastic surgery <laughs> you know i mean i'm not laughing it's not funny at all like the product liability is real Like, so if they could do that, you know, people leave vapes in their cars and the lithium ion has exploded and caused fires. What what
0: about what about long term um, effects to your lungs? What what, what do you.
1: All right. Here's what's trippy, though. There's there's two sides to every story. And I'm not a doctor. You know, we don't we we don't want to get that misinformation vibe going. But there was like a study in the 1940s, like of glycolized air, which is basically propylene glycol, which is used in vapes. And it was very effective at uh, helping uh, reduce flu virus transmission. Um, And it also does have kind of that like antiseptic effect almost. So you could make an argument that like in certain cases, like they, and it's also, I believe, like used in some inhalers anyway, for this purpose, like sometimes propylene glycol is good for your lungs and you add a little bit of cannabis with that. It's anti-inflammatory. I think vapes, like if it's right for the right person, I don't see a problem with it. And if it's safe, you know, like I'm like I said, I'm always big about safety that this company better have money in the bank. If their product hurts, somebody They better have insurance um, and they better be passing those lab tests. And, you know, it is what it is. So I think vapes are cool. Just as long as the risk is managed appropriately. Tell me a little
0: bit about THCO. And THCB, because in, in this podcast is the first time I hear about it. Are yeah, there yeah. commercially available products already that have these compounds? Not oh, are they on the ground? What is the deal with? No, nah,
1: no, nah, man. That's- like it's like the wild, wild west. And and just to be clear, it's THCo, um, and then THC P as P is in Peter P got it. Yeah. But there's other things coming out, too. There's about to be Hey, you know what? You're going to you should get into this one. Um, it's called THCV is in Victor. And that's like, they think it's going to be for like, I'm not calling you fat, but they think it's like, um, for, uh, obesity and like dieting. So if you want to, like, after you're bulking, if you want to like, get that cut going again, this THCV, they think can suppress appetite and also, um, just like help with like overall weight loss. So they think is that, it can help is that dietetics. synthetic
0: or is that naturally occurring?
1: Um there are some strains where it's naturally occurring but just like anything else it's in small quantities. So Okay so it was again,
0: identified and then synthesized from something that was identified, not not made in in a lab. You want
1: to dude, you want to hear something trippy? Sure. Get this. So I've been making this infused sugar. Yeah, I know I take regular sugar, you know, but I can use like anything. I can use like xylitol, I can use uh monk fruit, stevia, whatever sugar. Um And anyway, I sent it to the lab and there was a lot. I'm talking 50% ratio of CBD and THCV is Victor. And right now, THCV, the last time I checked was going for like 40,000 a kilo. So I could have made some money off of this if I really made a big batch of it. But I'm just kind of tinkering right now at this point to see the best deal. You, so you're, figuring how
0: to, you're figuring out how to how to synthesize
1: I I might, it. It might have just happened randomly in the process of what I was doing. But here's what's crazy. I tried to replicate it and I, I intentionally did something different in the process just, just to see what would happen um that would let me identify what's called precursors um and sure enough there was no THCv so i if it unless it was a laboratory fluke which i doubt because like i i got a pretty solid lab um in my hometown san antonio shout out to veterans laboratories shout out to james shout out to beach um yeah those guys they're good and i just need to figure out what i did maybe i just got lucky um i don't know but i'm going to replicate it one more time and uh, see what it do
0: why were you trying to bond uh, THC to sugar? Did you have, did you have a particular reason? Because I, I got I got a little story I could tell you about that.
1: Um, I like to put it in Kool-Aid and I, I make my own low calorie like Gatorade. So I'm making like basically like a CBD sports drink. So I'm not really working with THC because I don't personally like, like to get uh, high because um, when I get high, um, just like thank you for sharing how you get like how you get when you get high. because I'm the opposite, bro. Like you get sleepy, I get amped to the point where if I do it every day, like people are gonna think I'm on crack. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I have to be very careful. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I know we're like complete opposites, right? Um, but it is what it well, is. I'm, gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big coffee, I'm
0: a big coffee drinker. I'm a big coffee drinker myself. See
1: coffee messes me up. I get angry like I get amped up and upset. Like there was one day I was just mad at the world and I was like, "You know what? What did I do?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, it must have been those six cups of coffee because <laughs> uh, I've been hanging out at uh, Dos Hermanos, shout out to them, cool coffee place in San Antonio, Texas, um just kind of exploring the menu cuz I'm not a coffee drinker, man, that's not me, but with sobriety, maybe I should get into something, you know, to to get the sip on and 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 be social, you know?
0: Yeah, um I have like a really bad effect to any kind of any kind of a uh, uh, wreck drugs, like um alcohol. When I, when I drink and I get tipsy, the hangover for me lasts a couple of days, like two, three days. Damn. Like if I drink, if I drink on a Saturday night, I get, I get loose with the goose on a Saturday night. Come Monday or Tuesday, I'm like trying to take notes to put a uh, a blog post together. I'm trying to record a podcast or I'm reading through uh, some kind of study and I can't like I gotta read things over and over again. I can't write shit. Like I write something, and then before I I press send, I look and I'm like, oh shit! How did I miss this? How did I miss that? Like I my brain is is not the same. And and I notice it two three days after I drank. And it also <laughs> uh, I get I get, you know, when, when you when you drink, um, you get you you don't feel anxious. You feel really nice. Really, uh, it takes fear away. But man once that out cuz that alcohol is, is inundating the, the axons and your nerves but then once you you're off the alcohol and and all that alcohol starts leaving the axons in your nerves dude i get like panic attacks like crazy anxiety dude, like dude like I i've got gotta, i've got i've got to like i've got to like jump under cold water jump on my bed turn on a fan uh, to cool my whole body down, drink a ton of OJ like I can't do shit, bro. And, and it's anxious. And then and then I, I'm I'm like anxious and fearful for like two, three days. I'm like making decisions about things I need to do, money, schedule, life. And I'm like fucking I got I'm having like a panic attack because I, I had some drinks a, a couple of days ago. Yeah,
1: like,
0: like I can't. I've just never been a good, never been a good drug or a good uh, or a good smoker, man. It's, it's just the way God built me, I guess. But all right you know what's interesting you brought up um bonding thc with sugar there's a company out there their name is uh, asuka i think you could find it with a z a z u c a and uh you could find them online they basically uh created a process for they bond thc to sugar so if you're making edibles if you're if you're in the, at the edible market you could just buy this thc bonded sugar from them and it totally. takes and it takes a, a step away from you having to – because, you see, the the reason you're doing it is because you want to suspend THC, which is only soluble in, in oils. You're trying to put it into Kool-Aid, into a water uh, base, just, right?
1: Correction, though. Correction. I want to put CBD.
0: CBD. Which, I mean, is CBD soluble in water? It's also soluble in oil
1: only, right? Uh, yeah. it's it's Well, they do have nano-CBD, which, I mean, chemistry-wise, like – so say I do make this Kool-Aid, Right. One way I can make it, quote, unquote, more bioavailable is by using something called a sonicator, which is kind of like a very powerful emulsifier or blender. And it just, like, breaks down the CBD molecule into very, very, very smaller pieces of that molecule. So, like, your body absorbs it better. So they, they have that going on. But me, like, I'm just, like, very basic, you know, like, I'll blend it up. But it's what they, it's what do I, you
0: do with oil spills So they drop uh, below... Uh below the top of the water they drop to the bottom is uh they break it up into really tiny tiny droplets
1: uh oh well i i use an emulsifier you can use uh yeah of course yeah emulsifying yeah i use yeah i use an emulsifying agent um and then i use a filter because yeah man like oh i should send you a picture of what it looks like i uh, the way the
0: way asuka does it is asuka is actually smaller the The particles smaller than the nano yeah you want to see what it looks like when i strain the kool-aid Uh, Well, you can't show me now. You might have to uh, send me the pictures
1: later. (laughs) Oh, word, word, word. Oh, I wish I could do it right now. I was going to say, yeah, it looks gross, dude. It looks so disgusting. And, like, if you don't strain it properly, like, there's, like, little Scooby snacks floating around because it coagulates. Like, certain things coagulate in those uh, THC and those cannabis oils from the plant, and it just looks gross. And, like, if you get it on your teeth, oh, you're done, dude. You look like... um. I don't know, man. You look like you don't well, nobody with green, green teeth. That's all I'm saying. And that's what you're yeah. gonna look
0: like. Yeah, well, yeah. What I'm saying is just interesting that uh, um a company could in the cannabis industry, which I mean it's huge. Well, now, not, dude, this a, company, been, a company, could, could, could a company could be could be a big company just creating a a, a technique to bo- of bonding it to sugar and, and something. No, nah, bro,
1: to. it's been around. They're like, dude, no, they're not the first people to do it, trust me. Sure. Bro, I how do you think I learned how to do it? I learned it from the black market, bro. We've been doing cannabis chemistry a so, long so, time. So
0: they, so they probably patented the process uh, that's, that was already out there? Is that
1: what you're okay. Well, okay. So the, the way that I learned it, like, and then I made my own innovation. Um, they, my boy taught me, you take sugar and then um, you take Everclear and then you do like a water bath. So, like, slowly, like, the sugar is absorbing the CBD or THC, if it's that type of flour, and then the alcohol is evaporating. So, the end process is still sugar when it cools down um, and crystallizes again. Um, it's just, like, infused. Does that make sense? Because, like, the the, the the beginning product is, like, ever clear temperature of uh CBD or THC. So a very green alcohol, basically, is what I'm talking about. You drop that in sugar, you heat it up, um, and it'll evaporate. Like you could honestly take like a, a big, big, big bag of sugar and you could take this Everclear infused with C B D. Like you can do this at home, dude. You can blend up a bunch of CBD and then put in a big bottle of Everclear, shake up that Everclear bottle, put it in a Pyrex borosilicate pan, like you can buy at the grocery store with that sugar, and then just turn your oven on to warm. And just keep it warm. And I promise you, like, it'll slowly evaporate over time. And you basically got the same stuff at home.
0: And you could take that sugar and drop it into Kool-Aid, into salsa water, to whatever. And, and it, it acts like regular sugar, right? It's just few. you bet THC. your bottom dollar. Yeah, that's a there's a, a popular product out, out uh, uh, now where it's a, like a seltzer water drink and it's infused with THC. Uh, and it's supposed to be pretty, pretty popular. One of those flavored uh, uh, salsa waters. So nice. It's, yeah. It's, it's infusing THC, everything, man. It's incredible. So, so you're saying THC P and THCO are basically black market underground. Now stuff people are doing in the,
1: in the well, rooms. Is well, that something no. you go to a
0: dispensary and buy right now?
1: No, no you, dude. Like straight up, like it's legal. That's what's crazy. You can you buy a like,
0: dispensary right now. You could buy THC. P yeah. I can,
1: I can go to any of these CBD stores in town that I know, um, or even smoke shops are making it now. And I can get this stuff, um, and what's nuts? Like I said, it's sometimes it's like four times stronger than regular THC that people are used to, and THC—that's scary. P-
0: that's scary to me because. I mean I THC, know. if you get a Dude, strong, if you get a strong plant, it's it's a, it already fucking sit you on your ass. What do you what do you want? <laughs> Does anybody really really need that much more? Are anybody is anybody's tolerance really that high? Like you,
1: you're to the limit, you know what I'm saying? Unless, you know, you're, well, Snoop I, dog, I, unless you're Snoop Dogg unless you're I need dog. that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. But there are people that are like that. That's what's scary. Is like you're always gonna get that one person that always wants to like take it to the extreme, you know? But some people who are amateurs, like it's dangerous. So I, what I'm saying no, is, so
0: so, so here's the here's the question. So apparently, um, when you when someone is a, is a, is a is a cannabis user, if they just stop smoking for two days, the tolerance automatically begins to to reel back in. Wouldn't someone save more money if they're a regular cannabis user if they did less cannabis or if they skip some days so that way they keep the tolerance slow and they, they won't? Because I mean, now no? doesn't work that way.
1: You gotta smoke weed every day. I don't know what you're talking about, bro.
0: Because <laughs> you can, I mean, if you if your tolerance is not that high, you will get just, <laughs> just as fucked up, you. just as was, high over a little that. tiny puff, over a little tiny puff, then you will get <laughs> big blunt, right? Right? But if your tolerance <laughs> builds up, then you need yeah. a big ass blunt to, to, to get high,
1: right? You're right, <laughs> you're right, you're right.
0: You're right. I don't um, know. I don't I don't know how people let their tolerances blow blow the fuck out, but I don't wax high I, I um, ran across a couple people, some 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 guys that go and train MMA <laughs> Word, actually, yeah, hey. actually, actually, uh, I mean, they they hit I mean, wax day day and night.
1: is all they do. and and
0: that I mean, that stuff. it's your tolerance is through the roof at that point if you're doing that stuff,
1: like ghetto Popeye, but I ain't eating spinach, you know what I'm saying? I used to make a CBD drink that I bring into UFC gym. And like, yeah, dude, that thing would get me going and keep me through it. Right. Because like I said, it has that anti-inflammatory, uh, thing. So, you know, when you're hydrating, you don't realize it, but you're recovering. You're getting oxygen and get this other stuff. And yeah, man, like I'll take some of this, uh, CBD sports drink that I make all day when I'm working out. In fact, when I was playing pickleball, that's what I was drinking earlier. So I, I was drinking on that when I was uh, exercising a day. So, um, I've heard, I heard CBD is, is, it really
0: sounds like a cure-all. And uh, I mean, it, it helps with epilepsy, right? Uh, uh, Parkinson's, correct? With uh, a muscle pain, uh, with uh, actual uh, pain in the joints. Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory. Someone suggested it to me, said full spectrum CBD would help me with attention deficit disorder.
1: Um, I mean, dude, you got to be really careful if you're making medical claims like that, for one. Like, (laughs) that's kind of a sketch claim. Maybe there's some science going on. Maybe for a particular person. Yeah, like... In fact, it makes me realize like one of the products that I'm going to start selling is called pharmacogenomics test. So, pharmacogenomics already exists. So, if you have to take Humira or something like really expensive, like an expensive biological, which, mind you, some of these things are like $40,000 per dose, like per syringe or whatever. Like some of them, you could have a bad reaction, not because the drug's bad, because your genetics just wasn't a fit. So you take this cotton swab, just like the cotton swabs for like the ancestry.com, you know, 23andMe or whatever. um, And it'll tell you based off your genetics, which drugs have the biggest risk of an adverse reaction. So we've, I've identified a gene that has been linked to cannabis psychosis, like, You know, basically some people do get paranoid and they freak out. It is what it is. You know, it may not be lethal, but still it's an uncomfortable experience. It can be traumatic. Um, So if people know that they may have to take medical marijuana, definitely take this test because it'll tell you, okay, well, maybe that THC ain't for you, but let's definitely get you on some CBD. You know, let's see what maybe some of these other compounds, maybe Delta-8 doesn't have that effect for these certain genetics, like... We're so new into this research, and I, I got to keep studying. I got to keep working, but you know, I'm actually working two jobs. I don't do this full time, man. So, like, all of this is just like a due to the dream, pretty much, man.
0: So what are, what is what are you trying to do? What what is your dream? Your your what would be your, what is your end game? Your because this is interesting. You're basically uh, launching a uh, what would be a a cannabis uh, business in Texas right from your uh, right from your from your home. So what is kind of, what uh, what kind of product would you like to bring out? What kind of distribution of sales are you, are you looking to, how are you looking at effectuate those? I mean, what is, what's your game plan?
1: Okay. So, you know, all of my jobs, I felt my whole life. Like I love working with people. I love helping people. I love relating to people because there were times when like I didn't have people, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I was with a girl for about six years and it didn't work out and she was great, you know, and you know, I still think about it to this day. But what I'm getting at is like I'm a different person now. So the approach is different. So my dream I want to build based off my identity and who I am today. And when I want to bring a cannabis incubator to San Antonio, Texas. So if you wanted to start a cannabis company, you could go there. If you had a good idea, it's kind of like a shark tank. You go there, you present. Um, Maybe you just want to use it for a rental space. Maybe it's like a co-working space, but it'll have access to the best laboratory in America with the best prices, um, some of the best minds like and we're a veteran city. We're the number one veteran city in Texas. So like I believe that my dream is possible. It's just a matter of getting the infrastructure there. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's interesting. And what are what are what are the the first one or two products that, that you're working on yourself, something that you want to bring out to the market?
1: So I've done a lot of different like experiments. So one of the ways that I would like to just as proof of concept, one of the ways the incubator could make money is by like selling uh, or getting good legal and finance and Uh, banking, maybe we look at blockchain, who knows, we get these uh, mechanisms in place, so we can get royalty deals. So I may never be able to be like that sugar company that you told me about. But maybe I could create my own process, right. And I could sell it to them and show it to them. And every time they sell a product, I get a dollar, you know, I'm cool with that, you know, and that's how these incubators work. So if you bring someone in, and you give them the infrastructure to build their business, and they leave the nest and create a headquarters in a different city. Like every time they're selling a product, the incubator's making money so they can bless the next cannabis company looking to do something different and innovate or help or or, or do whatever, whether it's hemp clothing or uh, agriculture or just anything in the cannabis industry like, we need the infrastructure for innovation because we're falling behind and America needs to be a leader for innovation in all industries. We're not just cannabis. So if I could set the example in cannabis an industry where they think everybody's lazy and they don't know anything. And nah, man, like I really believe that if anybody's listening to this message and you've got the infrastructure to do what I'm doing, like do it. I'm sure my idea already exists, but it just doesn't exist in my hometown. That's all I'm saying.
0: That's interesting. That's a real interesting uh, way to approach the business. What is the, the gross yearly revenue for uh, cannabis in Texas now? Do you know by any chance?
1: Oh, man, who knows? Like, But I'll tell you what, the second that we get some sense in the laws and we, we get in one accord with what we need to do for the people of Texas and the the state and the country and the world, man, we'll have so much money in cannabis. The barn doors will be bursting open at the seams, man. I'm telling you, um, we're just getting started. That's the thing. And uh, there's been some bad things that have happened. There's been some corruption in the politics and uh, the licenses out there. And my personal opinion is it's a race to the bottom. I've seen this in the construction industry, in my career. Um, it is what it is. Everybody's trying to undercut everybody else. And You know, I'm not cool with that. So that's why I'm just going to stay on the sidelines, stay true to what I do. And that's uh, creating cool products and innovations. And maybe an honest company will give me a chance to like sell one of my recipes for royalty. And that little stream of income will help me to to reach more people like uh, my Amish buddies um, that I helped extract and um, other people that I I do this for free as part of my ministry. So I try and empower people because like I'm selling the concept of an incubator, incubator. And how can you do that if you're not bearing the fruits of like your successful knowledge and other people across the world? So I'm trying to help people in Zimbabwe. I'm trying to help people in Europe trying to help people all across the world uh, get this cannabis going as fast as we can for, for humanity, because we got to heal, man. I mean,
0: it's, it's a definitely a growing, growing market. You know, there were guys that five years ago, weren't, weren't doing a lot. And uh, now in the cannabis industry, making hundreds of millions a a year Uh, it's definitely been increasing. It's it's, it's, I just gave it a quick, a quick Google search as we were uh, here talking and it's big, you know, I don't want to quote this uh, page cause I don't know how completely accurate they are, but I mean, it's, it's growing by about 46% year after year since, um, since the, the since 2019 about, so it's, it's real interesting. It's definitely. Well,
1: I mean, there was another plant that was growing at a wildly clip, you know, it was just growing and growing and growing. It was called the tulip. And if you want to Google something right now, it's called the tulip tulip effect. I believe that's what's happening with cannabis, and that describes that growth you're talking about. Well, tulips
0: are fucking um, useless. I think I know what you're talking about. The the, the in <laughs> Holland, in Holland, with tulips, were <laughs> yeah. expensive. But 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 see, tulips are are useless. But cannabis, hey, you're are,
1: right. Uh, Amen. Cannabis is the, the key cons- to human society. For it's sure.
0: consumed. You know, cannabis is consumed. Is is
1: yeah. is everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's definitely uh. For sure. For sure. Interesting. Well, listen, my man, I, I definitely uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, How can people find you? What if uh, someone who wants to invest into your ideas and into what you're doing, uh, how can you uh, let them find you? What, what, what's, what's the best way?
1: Okay. Well, uh, my name is Sean. That's S as in Sam. E as in Echo. A as in Apple. N as in Nancy. Zilberg, like uh, New Zealand and iceberg. Uh, zealberg and i'm on instagram cbd every way that's cbd every way and uh yeah i mean i also have a website artofthezeal.com that's my ministry website and no i did i'm not obsessed with donald trump i just thought it sounded cool that yeah the art of the zeal Dot com so that those are my my websites man so yeah check check it out and hit me up I'm, I love to talk to everybody and help the world
0: yeah I'll, I'll link those up in the description of this podcast so wherever you're listening to whether it's a uh, YouTube Spotify iTunes um, Google Play SoundCloud wherever you're listening to this podcast today just uh, open the description you get a link uh, in case you want to get in contact with Sean and uh, you know talk to him maybe even uh, invest in his business or move down to Texas and uh, you know, live in a wheat ranch. I'm sure, I'm sure Sean can oh, tell you how to, how to get ramp. set up.
1: Hey, it's either going to be two things. We're either going to be in a lab or a God bless church preaching the gospel, my man. <laughs> all right on. Uh, well, Sean, man, thank you for
0: coming on, brother. I appreciate all of the information. Yes, sir. And right, we'll stay in touch, my man.
1: Have a good one. Alrighty. You too, man. Peace. Peace.